SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You have the right if you think it's too dangerous, for sure. This is America. However, this is America. You either play and get paid, or you don't play and you don't get paid. It's as simple as that. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, on this glorious Tuesday, July 28th. Yours truly sitting in for the next two hours, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here. Bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel on a Tuesday, July 28th. Well, no game, all game. Price is wrong. These socks stink. Bacon Bono, trout swimming upstream again. Put a glass slipper on this Cinderella. Clean bill of health. Is that Cam Newton or Jim Brown? And uh, there's desperate, and then there is desperate. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here. Bagels and Bad Beats for a Tuesday, July 28th, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, What is going on, my friends? Uh, Maybe, just maybe, sadly, it could be the beginning of the end, although uh, kudos to Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Try to calm the storm yesterday saying, no, that's not the case as far as the coronavirus affecting Major League Baseball to shut its doors completely. But we did have two games yesterday get canceled. Uh, one more, the Miami game again today won't be played. Uh, not sure exactly if they're going to play the Yanks in the uh, game, but it looks like they will with the Phillies. But uh, the Baltimore-Miami game went by the wayside yesterday, as the Yankee game did. And is this the beginning of the end? You know, people are predicting doom and gloom, but uh, the commissioner, again, did a pretty good job yesterday trying to quell those fears a little bit. But reality might slap him in the face. Hopefully not, but uh, not a good sign. If you're a sports fan on what happened yesterday, but a lot to get to the baseball stuff on the field last night, Red Sox stink, Joey Votto stink, and we'll get to it all. Phone calls coming up as well. Some NBA, some football news, 844-843-6879. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. I never really considered not playing from my standpoint. We're taking risks every day. Every day we're taking risks. So uh, that's what the players all around the league are doing. You know, you travel all the time. You know, it started with this road trip. You're traveling, you're in planes, you're in buses, you're in different hotels. Uh, It's the risk that 
that we take. And I think we just have to, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to Michael Hill told us early on, you know, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be adjustable. We're going to have to be flexible. We're going to have to be patient. Uh, We're going to deal with a lot. We tried to set ourselves up to deal with a lot in different scenarios. So we're getting tested early. Hopefully we're not getting tested later. We're hopefully we can pass this test. Fair to say that guys are concerned, right, about things and that they want their feelings as part of how they're feeling about it, situations to be heard. And I think it's fair. We're talking about health. We're talking about these guys traveling back uh, to their homes and their families and their kids. And it's the reason we want to be safe. So, you know, they got a voice and they get a voice. And we're definitely going to listen to what's going on with them. Some of the voices around Major League Baseball, including Don Mattingly there. 844-843-6879. We'll hit to the phones here in a little bit. And again, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Opposite Fix, as well as email. Go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon, uh, fire away. Major League Baseball yesterday with a bombshell, if you will, because, you now listen, you start canceling games because of the coronavirus, and they're canceling games without even knowing that the Yankees or Phillies were infected, if you will, with the virus. You know, I understand maybe the Miami Marlins because they had 13 people within the organization. But you know what? Even with that, you either make a commitment to play or you don't. You know, you either are going to accept the fact that, and Manfred has actually done a pretty good job with this as far as trying to allay the fears of, listen, we're going to get guys that are going to come down with the virus. And, you know, it's, it's not a death sentence. It's not the end of the world. It is going to happen. Listen, you know, it it can be serious, obviously. But to think that there aren't going to be any cases at all, and all it takes are a couple of cases for a team to shut down its facilities, listen, the season will never go on if that's all it takes. I don't know how many actual players that needs to be, okay, we can deal with three, we can deal with four, we can deal with five, we can't deal with 13. You know, there's no magical number. I don't know if it's the quality of players or the number of players. You know, I'd be uh, hard-pressed to believe that they would cancel a game because of uh, five or six backups, you know, that that wouldn't be playing anyway uh, came down with the virus. So I I don't know what the magical number is, but there's going to be cases. There there just are. You know I mean? You know, they're not living in a bubble. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the NHL. NFL is going to have the same thing. College football is going to have the same thing. If they're going into this thing thinking that, there's going to be no cases, and whenever there's a case, then it's going to be disaster. Well, then they're just facing disaster. We'll break it down a little bit, but we do have some baseball. So uh, figuring that somewhere along the line we might just have coronavirus talk, let us uh, uh, appreciate the fact that we actually have baseball games on the field. So we'll start there last night, and we're going to start with our beloved Red side. I, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you, this team stinks. They're not winning 20 games. They are not winning 20 games. You mark it down. You like playing with the boys in Vegas, as we all seemingly like to do. I'm telling you, before the lines adjust, and they maybe already have, I would be playing against them every single night. And now sometimes I say that to put the reverse black cloud on them. I'm not doing that here. This is because the team stinks. You know, I can be betting on the opposition. And, you know, the black cloud even has its limitations. They just they can't pitch. I mean, they had some guy ostrich pitching last night. I mean, Osage, ostrich, whatever the fudge's name is. You know what I mean? He, he got lit up, as you expect he would, 
A reliever came in I never heard of. He got lit up, and just like that, bing, bang, boom, it was 7 nothing Mets, and basically the ball game was over. So Red Sox made a little bit of a rally, but this team was atrocious. It's just a lost year. It's just a lost year. Getting rid of Price, that the bird brain that he's turned into, bitching and complaining about baseball. We'll get to that later on. But getting rid of Price, obviously getting rid of Mookie Betts. It was addition by subtraction with Price. It sucked to get rid of bets, but that was a bad signal. They told the world that we're not interested in winning baseball games anymore. Let Porcello walk. Not that he pitched great for the Mets two nights ago. He didn't. I get that. But still, he was one of the cogs to that team. They're breaking the team down. And that's what they're doing. They have absolutely no pitching whatsoever. With Rodriguez getting hurt as well, they got one guy, Evaldi. That is it. I mean, the one guy, Colby, they already sent down to the minors because he stunk. So I don't know who they're throwing into this rotation. But they have no business, I mean none, zero, zilch, nada, being a favorite over anybody at any price, anywhere. I mean, heck, if they lose two or three to Baltimore this past weekend, they could lose two of three to anybody. And they lost those games at home. And again, last night, 7 nothing with a blink of the eye. And then tonight, they're pitching some guy I never heard of, a lefty at Fenway Park with all those right-handed bats for the Mets. And then they got to face DeGrom on, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, it's just disaster. It's it just, you know, thank goodness it's only 60 games. That all, that's all I can tell Red Sox fans. Just appreciate the fact that we didn't have to suffer in April, didn't have to suffer in May, didn't have to suffer in June. Uh, you know, July is basically over. And we're just going to have to suffer through August, knock on wood. Hopefully football arrives in September, college in the NFL. We can take our minds off things, and we can deal with it that way. And we have to hope that the Stankies don't win it all, as they're certainly capable of doing, because then it would really be a disaster. You know, as Red Sox fans know, we play a doubleheader every single day, every single day. Red Sox game, Yankee game. It's as simple as that. We want the Red Sox to win, obviously, and the Stanks to lose. And this season could be a doubleheader loss throughout the entire year. I mean, just embarrassingly bad. You know, listen, I, I understand, you know, um, resurfacing and, and, and you know, trying to get the club back. And, and, and sometimes you got to bottom out a little bit. I, you know, I get all that stuff, but not this bad. Not this bad. And the lineup, sadly, is, is not really coming through either. They got a couple of guys. You know, they got a couple of others that could be doing a little bit better. But they're scoring four runs a game, which, you know, on the surface isn't that bad. But. You know, four runs against uh, Baltimore is not going to get it done. And even four runs last night, obviously, against the Mets. They're going to need six runs. Uh, you know, it's amazing, though. Th this is how sharp the boys in Vegas are. Now, the Red Sox games, you would think going in over, right? No pitching whatsoever and pretty good lineup. And the lineup is pretty good. And, and you know, for the most part, they're doing okay. They got a couple of guys that are struggling. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they're, they're doing okay. And yet, except for game number one, uh, the remaining three games have all gone under. They're three and one under on the season. It's just, uh, you know, you would think, again, using the logic of no pitching and good hitting at home, Fenway Park, you would think, okay, those games are going to be, you know, three and one over, we'll say. But Vegas has already posted those over under so high, 11 and a half, 12, that even a 7-4 game last night went under because the number was, was uh, 11 and a half. And, and I, I think the boys in Vegas are adjusting their lines because the Mets actually went off as a 130 favorite. A lot of money. You know, the wise guys, whoever the case may be, made some money last night betting against the Red Sox because that game was pick em, if not Boston, favored a little bit because, remember, the Mets had played Sunday night and they had to fly up to Boston. Not a far trip, but still, they were playing Sunday night. Red Sox had played a home series against Baltimore, so they're already at home 
They're just sitting around waiting, and the Mets had to hop on a plane after their game Sunday night and get up to Boston. You know, not a lot of prep time. So Boston opened up as a small favorite, and as it turned out, all the money came in on the Mets, made them a minus 130 favorite, and lo and behold, they win it going away. So it is it is just going to be a disaster. You know, you wait all season long. You, you fight through the bickering and the moaning and groaning that the owners and players had, and you just wait for baseball to begin, and you think maybe, just maybe, your team can be one of those miracle teams, and then you open up with three out of four losses at home against two teams that you really shouldn't have any issues with, the Mets and Baltimore. Oh, just disaster. Just, just disaster. And, you know, I'm ready to put a fork in the Cincinnati Reds. Now, they're missing a couple of guys with the coronavirus. I get that. But I, I wonder what the record is for a player to make the final out with the bases loaded how many times in a row. Because Joey Votto has done it now back-to-back -back games. Uh, I was talking about this last night on the TV show In Game Live. You know, he may go down as a Hall of Famer, believe it or not, with his numbers. But he's been playing in, in uh, you know, Nowheresville. You know, Cincinnati hasn't had a meaningful game in years. And not that it's meaningful, 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 but he's had two opportunities to come through for his club. And both times he has failed. Two days ago, routing into a double play. Last night, base is loaded. Uh, and he flies out the center field to end the game twice. What's the record for most times ending a game with the bases loaded? Joey Votto is now 2 for 2. But big was a bad beat for SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. Always concerned. Um, you know, I think you see our guys take precautions on the field. You know, the good thing is when we do see players from the other team, it's usually uh, it, it's on the field and outside, and there's usually a lot of distance. So you hope that that uh, protects our club. Um, the problem is when somebody gets it inside your clubhouse that's not aware of it for a day or two and, and then has the ability to spread it around to a few people, and it sounds like that's what happened there. Phillies manager, well, that sounds weird, Joe Girardi talking about what happened yesterday. So 13 or so Miami Marlin players, execs, uh, all pertaining with the club. If it's not players themselves, come down with the virus. They were playing in Philadelphia. Uh, there's a thought there that maybe uh, Miami picked it up when they finished up the exhibition season in Atlanta. But uh, whatever the case, they go to Philadelphia. They play a three-game series in Philadelphia. They come down with the virus. It spread throughout the Marlins. So they got to have their game canceled against Baltimore yesterday. They're going to have it canceled again today. As far as I know, they're still in Philadelphia, believe it or not, being quarantined. And now the Phillies have to be concerned because now it could spread. And it, listen, you start thinking about where the uh, the Miami Marlins were. I mean, I mean you got to go back to their hotels and, and, and you know, clean all that stuff up. You got to clean the locker rooms. You got to clean all the bats. You got to clean all the balls. You got to clean all the dugouts. You got to clean all – I mean – it's unlimited on, on where you you know think that these guys could have been that could maybe spread the virus. I, you know, would it get to a point where Philadelphia would shut down its stadium and say, well, you got to play somewhere else? I mean, you know, I, I know you're trying to avoid the disaster, and we all know what the disaster can be with with the coronavirus, but it's crazy. 
You have a faction of people in America that just say, deal with it. I don't want to wear the mask, or if I do, okay, I'll, I'll wear the mask, but life's got to go on. And then you have another faction of people that are yelling and screaming and ready to hide whenever you do come down with the virus. You know, the, as, a, as a country, we haven't made up our mind on this thing. We really haven't. You know, we, we don't know if, all right, 13 people came down with the, the virus, no big deal. They're not dying. Um, you know, half of them probably aren't even sick if they didn't even realize they had it. So, you know, whatever, just play on. You know, quarantine those people, obviously, but, you know, you move on. And then again, the other faction of people are just like, no, it's the end of the world. God forbid you should come down with the virus. We got to shut the whole world down. The economy's got to get shut down. But, you know, I mean, I, I wish we had a direction on which way do we go. I don't believe any of the experts. I think the experts, if you want to call them that, are clueless, including Fauci, who doesn't know what the fudge he's talking about. Half the time it's disaster. The other time it's not. He's a bird brain. So I don't have any faith in what he says. It, it's I don't think people just know. I, it's, it's amazing. You know, not that it's been that long. You know, it's only literally been, you know, four months or so. But you would have thought by now we would have had a better grasp of this situation. But the country has gone so soft uh, that any any inkling that it might be out there is is leading to the thought of shutting the whole country down and shutting Major League Baseball down. And if I was a betting man, I mentioned this last night in one of the shows. You know, if there was a bet on FanDuel or Vegas, you know, I'm surprised there's not. Will we have a World Series champion decided this year or not? I'd probably side with no, to be honest. As much as Manfred is trying to put up a good fight, you know, he's fighting the fight by saying, no worries, no big deal. We're not ready to shut this down. Uh, If we have to shut teams down, we will. But, you know, it's one thing, no offense to Miami, but. It's one thing to shut a team down that lost 105 games last year, like Miami did. It's another thing to shut down the Phillies, the Yankees, you know, the Red Sox, although not this year, you know, the Dodgers. Let's see when it gets to a real team what happens. And how many games can you shut them down? You know, if Miami does have, you know, 13 players that have the virus and have to be quarantined for four to 10 days, even if they're asymptomatic. And that's a you know a big assumption. Let's say they all are, right? Best case scenario. Well, they still got to shut it down, right? They, they still can't play. They still got to be quarantined. So are you going to suspend all those games? You're going to try and schedule a bunch of doubleheaders? You're going to award forfeits to the opposing team? You know, you might be able to get away with that with the Marlins, who aren't expected to do too much. But again, what if it's the Yankees? You know, what if it's a team that you think could contend for the postseason? And maybe the Marlins can. Who knows? You know, they were 12-7 and seven this preseason, and you do have eight teams that are going to make the playoffs this year in the American and National League each. So, you know, I don't know what the number is. I don't think they know what the number is. I think they fear what the number would be. But I'm guessing, I said yesterday in my podcast, I'm thinking it's four, maybe five teams. I think they could survive the Marlins. I think they could survive, you know, even one good team. I think they could survive three, gets a little queasy at four. Five would be the breaking point, if not four, four or five. If if they had to shut things down for four or five teams because they have 10 to 15 players that have the virus, that that probably would be it. And it might even, in the end, it might even be less than that, you know, to tell you the truth. It it might be. But I'm thinking they could survive a couple of teams, but they're not going to be able to survive much more than that. And, And again, if I was a betting man, if they posted those odds, on a website, sadly, I'm not predicting doom and gloom because I've been negative on this the whole time. I, I would say they're probably not going to get this season uh, finished. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, 
You're seeing more and more players come out. Dave Martinez of the Washington Nationals, the skipper, said that his concern went from 8 to 12, you know, which is, I guess, you know, based on 1 through 10, that's pretty serious. Um, now, he had some heart issues, if you remember, last year. So he told reporters, I'm scared. I really am. Now, listen, Dave, you know what I would tell you, brother, that, you know, resign or, or go to front office and say, listen, I, I can't do this. I know there's outs for baseball players, so give me an out as well. But if you're not going to give me an out, then I'm getting the out out of here. I, I mean, listen, if I'm dealing with a heart issue and that makes me more susceptible and I won a World Series, and I would think, you know, if he actually stepped away and things got cleaned up next year, if the if the Nationals had moved on from him, I would think he'd be able to find another job. I mean, the guy won a World Series. You know, he took a perennial underachiever and, and took them over the top. So I would think he'd be able to find another job. But even if he didn't, I mean, it, it's, it's, for him, it's life and death. Now, for him, I get it. You know, he, he's got some issues that would make him more susceptible versus being a 25-year-old kid who's just living life. Um, but So if I'm him and I am really scared and I, and I get it, what are you doing? What are you screwing around for? What are you, nuts? I mean, it's it's dopey baseball, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, downsize a little bit. I'm sure you've made enough money to, to last you a lifetime. Maybe you could still do some other things pertaining to baseball. Hell, you and I both know we could probably call up the four-letter network, and they would give him a job in two seconds being an analyst making a couple of shekels. So I'm dealing with a heart issue, and I'm I'm scared, and I don't believe it for a fact that, he, you know, I, I mean, I do believe he is. I don't doubt for a second he's not, he's not uh, embellishing at all. What are you doing, Dave? I mean, come on. It's your life, for goodness sakes. You're, you're going to risk that for, for Major League Baseball when you have those issues? Nah, not, not for me. And then White Sox manager Rick Renteria, uh, tested negative for uh, COVID. So that's, I suppose, some good news. All right, 844-843-6879. Johnny in Manhattan starts us off. Wants to talk a little of baseball, I do believe. What's up, John? How are you this morning? I'm doing good, Scott. I'm in uh, rapid-fire mode, uh, evocative Ooh. of Pete from the Bronx. Um, <laughs> it's cracking me up, uh, Scott, when you say, if I was a betting man, because <laughs> you are a betting man. And uh, that cracked me up. Also, Scott, uh um, admiring your shirt, it looks uh, eerily similar to the shirt that you wore on last night's show. Talk to us. Uh, it, it's the it's the lighting. This one is light. Uh, the other one was more uh, tannish. Uh, no, I actually I, I threw it over the counter and I grabbed it this morning. It was running a little late and uh, it doesn't doesn't smell, so I'm still good. I'm, I'm still good. Because <laughs> I was going to have to break out the uh, the old chestnut. Did you get up or stay up? But I guess you saying you got up. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, my daughter did go out, so she got home late last night. The wife was all pissed off about that, so they got into a shout. Not a shouting match, but they got into a little discussion, we'll say, at midnight. So when you host that 8 to 10 p.m. show, it, it's tough to go right to bed after that, right? You can't do that. I'm up another hour, so I'm up at 11. Then the daughter comes home around 1130. Um, from going out to a, to a friend's house, uh, and, and it was it, it was I, I must say it was a long night. Uh, I didn't get that much sleep, so but that happens sometimes. So I grabbed I the quickest and the nearest shirt possible. Match, knowing that you're going to have to wake up in four hours to put a little. Oh yeah, and out. of course, and of course, John, they had the <laughs> shouting match in 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 the bedroom. You know, don't have it in the in the in the kitchen or the dining room or you know, no, let's have it right where Scott's trying to sleep. Yeah, you know, thanks. I'm being part of the family here. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. You know, Scott, we don't follow the trends here on Bagels and Bad Beats. We set we set them because yesterday morning you and I were breaking down the O's at Marlins, and then lo and behold, it became probably the most talked about game slash non-game of the day, you know. Yeah, how about that? You know what? We talk, they listen, they respond uh, by hook or crook. You know, for better or for worse, uh, the game we were talking about ended up being the game of the day. I was thinking about how horrible those two teams are. And then also you had a political rant um, talking about, you know, really why bother voting for anyone. And, um, you know, there's that expression uh, when you go to vote, you have to choose between the lesser of two evils, which is kind of reminding me of the O's Marlins. But my uh, late dad used to say when he votes, he's not choosing between the lesser of two evils. He's choosing between the evils of two lessers. Thanks, Scott. (laughs) Hi, John. Yeah, that'll that'll be. Yeah, that's kind of funny, actually. And boy, I tell you what, this year, uh, unless you're all the way on the right or all the way on the left, if you know, if, if you're just down the middle, you are absolutely doing that. The lesser, oh, absolutely. That, that never been more apropos than uh, the upcoming election, which is now 99 days away. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough. But as uh, Barack Obama said, make sure you go to the polls, regardless if you don't like any candidate. I don't know why, but uh, for some reason, that gives everyone a little thrill there. All right, 844-843-6879. Quick break. Uh, we'll right, come right back. More phone calls, emails, tweets, everything else. Bagels and bad beats. We do have some good news, though, pertaining to the coronavirus, believe it or not. It's not all bleak. This comes from the NHL. That's next on Bagels and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. I just wanted to start off by saying... uh, um, I, I tested positive for, for COVID. So, you know, I've had to quarantine in my place here in Chicago for the last few weeks. So, uh, that, that was the, that was, uh, the case for my, my absence at camp and excited to be back. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, get into it as quick as possible and, and try and get that, uh, game shape back. You know, the doctors, uh, did a good job. Uh, I think we, uh, we were safe enough about it where uh, we didn't put anyone else at risk. And, um, you know, we're, I'm just excited to, to be back on the ice and, and seeing Pucks again. Chicago Blackhawks goalie Carl Crawford talking about uh, the coronavirus and uh, what he has gone through. I tell you, you, I don't think, I'd be surprised. Hockey players are pretty tough. Now, they're being quarantined. And I do believe the quarantine teams and leagues, NBA, NHL, will have it a little bit easier. The danger is higher because you get one person that comes down with it, and if it spreads like a wildfire, then forget about it. You're just not going to be able to contain it because everyone is just living in a bubble, hence the bubble phrase. But if you could keep it out, you you should be able to keep it out. So 
Uh, and I think I think NHL players might be a little less hesitant to be so whiny like baseball players and football players crying already. Hell, football players are crying. Richard Sherman, who I generally like, but, you know, someone's got to tell him to shut up. David Price, who I generally don't like, someone's got to tell him to shut up. He's not even playing, and he's crying about Major League Baseball continuing. He's so concerned about the the, the world economy and everything else, and he's, he's bitching and complaining. He opted out, did, did, did Price. You know, which is his right, fine, knock yourself out, go away, even though the team, the Dodgers, need him, you know, put him on that team, especially now that Kershaw is, is going to be out for an extended period of time with, with his back injury, whether it's 10 days, 20 days, who knows what. Uh, they have a great chance to win the World Series this year, and he's opting out, and fine, but j- just shut up about it then. Don't be ripping Major League Baseball because the Major League Baseball players want to play and the owners want to play and everyone else wants to see them play just because you're not on board. But he's crying about it. Sherman's basically doing the same thing, talking about how the NFL is going to play no matter what. Um, you know, so what? So, so what? I mean, do you want the world to just shut down? Is that it? You know, you just can't have that. You, you just can't. So, and, uh, you know, the NHL, they did testing yesterday tested all the players and they came back with zero positives so it seems like everyone is clean it seems like as long as the players adhere to the rules they should be able to play and not have any concerns and no one come down with it you know somehow or another maybe something will trickle in with a reporter or something along those lines you know you might get one or two but you know at this point anyway the nhl said we are clean we tested everybody no positive test so Cross your fingers and, and let's hope worse comes to worse, even if you're not a hockey fan, and I happen to be one, but even if you're not a hockey fan, at least you have a little bit of hockey. You know, it's funny how you have all the secondary sports playing. You know, you got NASCAR playing, you got golf, seems like you're going to have the NHL. You know, it's the NBA with all the bird brains that are breaking quarantine, and the NFL and college football and Major League Baseball all having issues, the all major sports having issues, and it's all the secondary sport that seemingly are having a, a little bit more of an ease with this. Uh, back to the phones we go, 844-843-6879. Richard in West Virginia, turning into an LL loyal listener. What's up, Richard? How are you this morning? You know, hockey's good for the memory. Because if you, get hit in the head, if you get hit in the head with a hockey puck, the next time you remember the duck. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Uh, touche, Richard. Touche. <laughs> there's a local host. On, there's a host on the other local station who believes just like you do as far as his virus. He's totally against it. He keeps coming up with all the numbers that uh, that he just thinks that uh, what counts is the people that are put in the hospital are the ones that died. That's all that counts. And he'll come up with a zero 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 point nine seven. And he keeps talking like that. The only thing is, uh, you still have 140-some thousand people who have died, so uh, you have to take it serious. And you have to take, you have to wear these masks. You know, when you go in the Kroger's or Walmart, they want you to wear a mask. They don't really, uh, that's what they want you to do. So that's just what I do. You just have to, you have to take it serious. One thing about Mookie Best, for example, uh, him get a three hundred and some million dollar contract. Now I heard that he was uh, one a one time MVP. Yep. I think it was uh, last year. He's just a one time MVP. I just think you just have to accomplish a lot more than that to get the kind of contract that he does. 
They're throwing out that monopoly money. And to me, I wish somebody like you would have him on the show and see if he would answer. Just somebody's making that kind of money. What are you going to do with 300 and some million dollars? How you, you can live 15 lifetimes on that and you don't want to give it to your family because that, that, that makes them not want to work. If you give them the money, then they don't have any reason to basically do anything except run around in a ship or bring in a country all the time. I'd just like to know what somebody like him, what are you going to do with $335 million? What are you going to do with it? Uh, you know, I, I'd like to know, Rich, what would you do with 300 plus versus 200 plus? You know, what, what you know, is there a bigger ship, a bigger house, uh, more jewelry? You know, what would make you sign with L.A. when in reality you have no idea what L.A. is like? Right. I mean, he had, you know, went through training camp, you know, down in in, uh, in Arizona. So it's not like they were training in L.A. Uh, he hasn't played for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, the Red Sox may have played the Dodgers, uh, if memory serves me right, in interleague play once or twice. But he, he has no, you know, L.A. could be the worst city in the world for him. He may hate it. You know, it's not like he's lived there traffic-wise and all the other things that, you know, maybe could drive you up a wall. So for him to commit to L.A. versus anywhere else, that's what's, you know, confusing to me. You know, all right, maybe he would have taken a little less money to resign with Boston. Maybe he hated Boston. Um, but, you know, go to a place that he's familiar with, even an American League city that he's visited several times, to just say, all right, I'm going to go to the highest bidder, and it happens to be the Dodgers. I, I you know, I don't know. I, I like to, like I said, I'd like to know what's the difference between, you know, $275 million going to a city that I know and I like versus $350 million going to a city that I have no nothing anything about and I could actually hate and, and just, you know, be living a life of misery over the next 13 years. But yeah, you go with the money focus. I don't know what the city has. I just don't understand. Like I said, what, what were his accomplishments? He's a one-time MVP. What else has he done to deserve that kind of money? You would think you'd have to be at least a ten-time MVP to get that kind of money. It's just they just seem to throw that money out there. It just says one thing: the owners have lots of money. And it doesn't make any difference. You just have to to give them, to give somebody like that. He, he what I heard, he just hasn't been that successful. He hasn't done that much to get that kind of money. And you should just have we already have the hunger in the United States that he ought to give at least 150 million to somebody like that to some kind of charity or something. Just interest me. What are you going to do with that money? You can't spend it. You know, in 50 lifetimes, you can't spend that kind of money. What are you going to do with it? Get him on your show and ask him what he's going to do with it. Uh, uh, good job, Richard. Listen, I, I I would love to get Mookie Betts on his show. Uh, he would have a fun time trying to get rid of it. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, having never made that kind of money, I still want to know, you know, how how do you get paid? Do you walk into the commissioner's or do you walk into the GM's office and say, okay, give me my seven-figure paycheck uh, every other Friday? I mean, does he do that? Uh, obviously, it's probably electronically, you know, put into his account. But what account? You know, what what bank is securing, you know, uh, $50 million a year? Nobody is doing that. So does it go overseas? I w I've always said this. I would like one of these days I'm going to get a, a, a financial advisor. And I got a buddy of mine who, who might know. He's a big baseball guy. I used to host a show with him. 
has his own uh, brokerage house uh, here on Long Island. And he, he probably would know, you know, where that money goes, how it's delivered, what do they do with it. Like I said, you and I, we, we put our couple of shekels in the local uh, bank down the street, making our 2% interest if we're lucky. But, you know, you they don't secure $50 million. Or, you know, they, they're not going to guarantee that. So where does that, you know, overseas somewhere, special banks, special interest rates? I'll tell you this about baseball players, and, and you are right about this, Rich. Baseball players are probably last on the pecking order. NBA is probably one, and I'll explain what I'm talking about here in a second. NBA players, one. Football players, two. Hockey players, probably three. And I think MLB players, a distant fourth in how good they are compared to everyone else in the league. Mookie Betts, all right? I'll give you two prime examples, and really three, but we'll start with Mookie. Now, as a Red Sox fan, I will say he's a pretty good player. Um, you know, and he, you could make the argument he might be the best player in, in baseball when you throw in uh, power, average, uh, defense, arm. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's as good a right fielder as you'll ever see. He's got the, one of the, if not the strongest arms in baseball. So he he's an all, you know, he's a 5-2 player as the, as the saying goes. But that said, he's a 301 lifetime hitter. Uh, he averages about 25 to 30 home runs at Fenway Park, and I expect those numbers to come down. So he's going to get you about 20, 25 home runs. Uh, he has driven in 100 RBIs twice over his seven-year career and eliminate the first year. So in essence, six-year career. So playing in a, on a pretty good team. So, you know, the numbers are, point being, you know, it has 40-plus RBIs, again, playing at Fenway Park, peppering against the wall. So those numbers figure to come down a little bit. So the numbers are, are good. Are they great? Are they Albert Pujols-like? No, they're not. And you could say the same thing about Mike Trout who I've long stated is the most overrated player in baseball. His numbers are like Mookie's, right around the same batting average, right around the same power, right around the same RBI total. I mean, they're almost identical. Um, you know, Trout's played a couple of more years, but are they astronomical? No. Uh, Bryce Harper, same thing. His numbers are even worse than Betts and, and Trout's. But <clears throat> the, those three guys, you know, have the top three contracts in Major League Baseball. But they're really not that much better than everybody else, to tell you the truth. Go to the NFL or go to the NBA, you know, is uh, as much as I don't like him. Is LeBron, you know, 10 times better than the best player on Sacramento? Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he is. You know, is the Greek freak who's really not Greek on Milwaukee, you know, 10 times better than the best player on uh, Indiana? Yeah, yeah, he, he really is. You know, it's, it's Harden. Even though he's never won a big game, you know, 10 times better than the average NBA player. Yeah, he, he really is. So you take the superstar players <clears throat> in the NBA and you see why they're paid what they are. They they are a lot better than your average NBA player. Same thing with NFL. You know, you take the top, uh, you know, 10 quarterbacks. Are they better than the top, uh, you know, the second 10 quarterbacks? Absolutely. Uh, you know, wh whether it's Brady in his prime or Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Or, you know, you know the list, Drew Brees in his prime, go through the top 10 quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes. Are those guys that much better than the Ryan Tannehills of the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the other sports, the superstars are superstars. Major League Baseball, not really. 
They're really not that much better numbers-wise than the average player. And that's why these guys getting these ridiculous contracts make you scratch your head and say, wow, you know, just numbers-wise, they aren't that much better than the average player. That's baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Bagels and Bat Beats on a Tuesday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, 844-843-6879. We'll hit the phones again uh, next hour. Uh, you know, I hate to even do this, but we're, you know, we're bashing Mookie Betts here on, on uh, YouTube with a couple of guys. I- I'll give you the numbers. You know, you want the negative numbers on, on Mookie? He's a 300 lifetime hitter. He's had more years under 304 than over. I'll eliminate the first year when he only played uh, 52 games. Uh, but that he hit 291. But you know, for our argument, you know, only two years over 300. He's only hit three, uh, 30 or more home runs twice in his six years. He's only had this is really amazing. Uh, I, I don't know how it's possible, but playing in Fenway Park, playing on a team that's been very good all the years he's been there, he's only had more than 80 RBIs twice in six years. Twice. I mean, how, you know, 80 and 80 these last two seasons in Boston. Remarkable how he could, you know, I, I know there's a lot of great players in that lineup. And, you know, maybe he was unfortunate getting up when he did. And they, they bat him lead off a couple of times, but still 80. Wow. Uh, he does have a lot of doubles. I'll, I'll grant, grant him that, you know, one, two, three, four, five straight years of doubles. He's a doubles guy. Only one year, 200 hits, which is the benchmark for, you know, for greatness. Does steal some bases, no two ways about that. So he he's an all around, doesn't strike up uh, strike out a whole heck of a lot. So he's an all around nice player, but he's not like I said, he's not Albert Pujols. Uh, he's not hitting 330 with 35, 40 home runs and 115, 125 RBIs. That is not him. So since he's not that kind of offensive machine, how do you give him? the contract that the Dodgers ended up giving him. <clears throat> That's the thing that, you know, guys like Richard and myself don't quite understand. You just overpay. Bryce Harper, same thing. You know, his numbers are worse than, than Betts, um, yet he got a similar deal. So, um... That's that's Major League Baseball. All right, phone calls, more coming up. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 